Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's We want to welcome you to another episode of MBKI's Kingdom Encounter on Blog Talk Radio. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Pastor Anthony Baxter. Amen, amen. I just want to welcome each and every person on to Blog Talk Radio uh, this morning. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and get started with a little bit of praise music. So hallelujah. It is a new season. It is a new day. We are in a paradigm shift. Are you shifting? Hallelujah with what's going on in this season. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for this day, this opportunity that we have to come together, Father God, and just give you praise. Hallelujah. We praise your name, Father God, for you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the great I am. Hallelujah. Father God, forgive us of all sin, all iniquities, all things that we have said, done, or thought that goes against your word and your purpose. Father, cover us in the blood of Jesus. Wash us clean. Purify us. Sanctify us, Father God. Prepare us, Father God, for the move that you are about to 
uh, do upon this line on this afternoon, Father God. For those that are listening, Father God, here today, and for those that may listen here in days, weeks, months, and years to come, Father God, I pray that you may open up their hearts, open up their minds, that your anointing may go in and destroy every yoke, Father God, that the enemy has planted in their mind, Father. Your word says, Father God, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Father, we pray on tonight, Father God, that the renewing of our mind through the washing of your word will take place in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise and we give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God, we pray amen and amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We just want to thank each and every person that has joined us on today and that are listening to the archives of MBKI's Kingdom Encounter on Blog Talk Radio. This is our second episode, and we just give praise and honor to the Lord. Hallelujah for giving us an opportunity to be able to use technology today to bring his word, hallelujah, to the nations. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Somebody told me some time ago, they said, you know, when you record something, Hallelujah, on Blog Talk or any of these other uh, uh, devices of technology, hallelujah, these things can be carried for decades, for decades, 
Hallelujah. Sometimes we may share something or record something on a Facebook uh, live or whatever the case may be. Hallelujah. And we don't know that person 50 years, 75 years, 25 years, 10 years down the line that may hear what it was that was shared that may have changed their life. So I give God the glory and the honor today for giving us an opportunity to come forth, hallelujah, with his word, hallelujah, and I just pray that it will be a blessing unto you. Today, we're going to be talking about regaining your joy back, regaining your joy back. We're going to go to John chapter 10 and verse 10 in the word, John chapter 10 and verse 10. Glory be to God. I'll give you some time to get there. You may want to grab a pen and piece of paper while you're at it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful Saturday. It's Memorial Day weekend. Hallelujah. I know many are probably out and about. Some are camping on the West Coast. That's what we like to do in Washington State is camp around this time of the year. Hallelujah. That back down here in Southern Florida is kind of wet today. So everyone's in the house. Hopefully they tune in. Glory be to God. Amen. All right, so here we are, John chapter 10 and verse 10. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I have come so that they may have life and have life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Picture this. Picture this. Picture you've just left the doctor, and the doctor says, you have been, the test came back negative. You have no cancer. Okay? There was cells that you had in the past that were cancer cells. These tests came back, and they said that you have no cancer. You're going to be elated. You're going to be joyful. You're going to be happy. Amen. So you hop into the car and you're making your way home. And when you get to the door, you open the door to find that everything in your home is gone. All you're looking at is a floor and walls, the living room set, the dining room set, the flat screen TV, bedroom set, the kitchen aid, everything, everything is gone. Somebody has broken into your house and stole everything that you own. Can you hold on to your joy in the midst of a trial or a situation as such? Where does your joy go? Is it replaced by sadness? Is it replaced by anger? Is it replaced? By rage. You see, the enemy comes to kill our dreams, to steal our happiness, and to destroy our lives. That's, that's, his, that's his MO. That's his, his job description, to kill, to steal, and destroy. So we know this. We know this. We know his job description. We know what he is going to do. But the Bible tells us that Jesus has come that we might have life, and not just life, but an abundant life, an abundant life. What is abundant? 
life. What's it? Abundant life. I'm glad you asked. Abundant life refers to life in its abounding fullness of joy and strength of mind, body, and soul. Then on the other hand, for some, an abundant life signifies a contrast of feeling of lack, emptiness, and dissatisfaction, and such feeling may motivate a person to seek for the meaning of life and change in their life. So what I'm saying is, in some, an abundant life, if you're living in lack, if you're living in poverty, that's not abundant. But you see the abundance lived by others around you. It can motivate you to do some things different, to maybe think different, to get a different result. Abundant life. Christ has come to give us the strength and the joy, not just in our soul, not just in our mind, but in our body, to live an abundant life. To live an abundant life. But the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, if Jesus has come to give us an abundant life, why aren't we living in an abundant life? We go to church every day, every, every Sunday. We go to church on Wednesday. You know, we don't hurt nobody. We don't do nothing wrong. We, we, why aren't I living an abundant life? Hallelujah. The enemy has come into the minds of people and spoke lies and stole the joy and have taken their strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if the strength is gone, it must mean that the joy is gone. And if the joy is gone, it must mean that we don't have the strength to fight because we don't have the joy of the Lord within us. The Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse 2, it says that we should count it all joy when we go through trials. Do we do that? Or do we allow the enemy to steal what the Lord is telling us to use to stay strong in him? When you walk through the door and you see everything is going out in your home, are you saying, well, you know what? If everything is gone, God must go and replace it with something better. Glory be to God. Does it mean that we're not going to feel? Oh, we're going to feel, but it's up to us. It's up to us to choose how long we're going to sit in that mess. It's up to us. Amen? It says in the Bible that when people would die, Hallelujah. It would hurt and they would cry, and, but there'd come a time when they would shake that off and go on and start living life again. Many of us ain't shook off stuff that has taken place a week ago, four months ago, two years ago, five years ago. We're still holding on to a bunch of stuff that is still in our joy. We're still holding on to a bunch of stuff that is still in our joy. People of God, it's time to get your joy back. It's time to get your strength back. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Joy is the essence of the character of God. Did you know that? It's the essence of the character of God. So being Christ-like is walking in his joy that comes from where? From him. 
him. So if we have the spirit of God within us, we have the joy of the Lord within us, which means we have the capability of being joyful in the midst of a storm. Amen? Put it like this. Let's say your rent needs to be paid and you didn't have the money, but somebody said, I'm going to give you the money, give me one week. Now you know within a week you're going to have the money. So in the midst of your landlord coming saying, you owe me money, you can have joy. Why? Because you know that it's going to be taken care of. But when you don't know that it's going to be taken care of, you begin to worry. You begin to stress. You have anxiety because you don't know how it's going to get done. Why? Because your mind is telling you that you can't come up with the money. Your mind is telling you you're about to get kicked out. Your mind is telling you all these negative things which are bringing a negative feeling, which is bringing a negative action. But when we begin to change our thinking, when we begin to understand that it's the faith that is being, it's our faith that is being tested. It's God testing, allowing our faith to be tested by the situations and circumstances that come into our life. Here, let me give you an example. Go to Acts chapter uh, 16, verse 25 through 34. You can go there, you can write it down. I'm just going to fly through it real quick. Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas. There was a woman who was following them, operating out of the spirit of divination. She was speaking the right thing, that these men were from God and all this stuff. It was all correct, but it was out of the wrong spirit. And it began to irritate Peter. So he rebuked the spirit and cast it out of the woman. And her, her masters now lost money because she could no longer earn the money. So they, uh, he, they went and told the Pharisees, and they beat them. They beat them up and then threw them in jail. Threw them in jail. Now, when you get down there, it talks about where they were in jail. They were in jail, and the Bible says they did two things. It said they murmured and they complained and they got sad and they gave up. No, that's not what the Bible says. That's what we do. What the Bible says is that they prayed and they worshiped. In the midst, they prayed and they worship. How many of you, when you are going through a trial or a situation, I'm not talking about after you've done everything that you can do. I'm talking about when it first starts, when it first hits. Go into a prayer or go into worship. See, most of us, what we do, first thing we want to do is we want to try to work it out ourselves. Why? Because we're little kings upon a, on, on the earth. We don't go to the big king to get the directions that we need, hallelujah, to go through the door that he has already opened before the foundation of the world because he already knew what was going to happen. So we try to figure it out, our own self, being little gods. Rebellious is like witchcraft. Hallelujah. But we serve a loving God. He lets us try it our way. And if we're smart, we'll turn and say, God, okay, I'm done. I surrender. And he's loving enough to direct us through the door that has been open waiting for us to come to him and ask him to walk us through. Amen. The Bible says that at midnight, the whole jail began to shake. The lights went out. The, the jail doors open. Why? Because these men worshiped. They praised God. They prayed to God in the midst of their jaw hurting from getting hit in the head. Hallelujah. And all kinds of other pains and aches. 
that they have endured through the beating? How many pains and aches are you enduring right now from the beating that you're going through that the enemy is putting upon your life? What are you doing in the midst of it? Are you calling up Billy Bob and complaining? Are you calling Mary Sue and crying? What are you doing in the midst of your trial and your situation? What are you doing? People of God, there's, there's a shift. There's a shifting going on. Hallelujah. In the spirit realm, there's, 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 there's a new thing that, that God is bringing down to the earth. There's, 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 a, there's, there's a paradigm shift. It's one of the things that we're learning, hallelujah, in the, in the ministry that we sit up under. A paradigm shift. Hallelujah. There's, 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 the chronos time is, is, is now. Things are beginning to shift. Things are beginning to move, but we aren't shifting. We aren't moving. We're staying in the same old, same old. The same old, same old. Church is not being done the way the church has traditionally been done today in this season. In the land of milk and honey, we are no longer in the wilderness. We have reached the promised land. Now that we're in the promised land, we must fight against Hallelujah, the giants in the land, so we can enjoy what God has predestined for us. People of God, you're trying to figure out why you're going through this and why you're going through that, why this has been taken, why this, why. I'm telling you, God is shifting everything. He's shaking everything. Hallelujah. And it's for us right now to have faith and to trust. In him, he tells us in his word. The book of James is one of the first books that were written after Christ died on the cross and was risen again. The church scattered, and this letter went out to the church. And the first thing that he tells them is to count on all joy. When you're going through various trials, they want to kill all the Christians. So if they figure you're a Christian, they're going to beat up on you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to try to do something to hurt you. But you to be joyful. Now, that's then. Today, we don't have it that bad here in America. In other countries, third world countries, yeah, they're still killing Christians. And it's trying to make its way here to America. Amen? Glory be to God. Another example. Joseph, the trials that he went through, but we never hear of him being saddened because of his situations. What situations? Well, let's take a look. He goes and he shares with his brothers about a vision that the Spirit of the Lord gave him. God spoke to him and told him his destiny. And when he shared it with his brothers, his brothers got jealous. His brothers got jealous. Genesis 37, verse 7 and verse 8. We're going to go there real quick. I want to read this. Genesis chapter 37, verse 7 and 8. Let's, let's, let's read that real quick. Amen. The Bible reads in Genesis chapter 37, verse 7 and 8. It says, Okay, hold on. Give me one minute. I think I lost my place. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right. So let's go up to uh, verse 
5. Now, Joseph, verse 5. Now, Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. See, they already hated him because he was favored by his father. Amen? Verse 6. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamt. Verse 7. They, we, there we were, binding seeds in the field. Then behold, my staff arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your staff stood all around and bowed down to my staff. Verse 8. And the brothers said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for this, for his dreams and for his words. The spirit of the Lord had spoke to him about his destiny, about his purpose. Amen. In verse 7, it tells us uh, 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 he had a dream that he was going to reign. Okay. Have you forgotten the promise that the Lord spoke to you because of the situation in your life that was sent to kill your destiny, your purpose? God has spoken. It says that God has given you a purpose, a destiny. He has anointed you before you were even in your mother's womb. You weren't just sitting here to be sitting here. You were sitting here with purpose. And God speaks to his children through visions and through dreams pertaining to their purpose. But what happens is the enemy comes in to kill, to steal, and destroy. Hallelujah. And so are we allowing this to take place? Are we looking at what is going on in our lives more than what God has spoken into our lives? The Bible talks about in verse 8. It says, and his brethren said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Have you allowed the people, specifically family members, around you to get you to doubt the words spoken about you and about your future? You see, family members, they got a way of saying, how do you figure you're going to do that? You ain't never going to be nothing. You ain't never going to amount to nothing. You're just not going you just a drug addict. you you, you, you just dumb. You, 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 you didn't do good in school, so how you feel you're going to run a business? Talking all this stuff to get you to doubt the word of God. Well, you know what? They're they, they right. You know, I, was, I dropped out of school. I, you know, I never liked school. I mean, all this gets you to start doubting God. What does Satan do to Eve? She made Eve begin to doubt. Did God really say that, she not, that they could not eat of the fruit of the tree? Doubt. The Bible tells us in the book of James, it says, ask and it shall be given unto you. But don't doubt. Don't give that door for the enemy to come in and to begin to get you to think differently than what God has already stated to you. How can you have true joy when you aren't moving with the Lord and in the purpose of your life? You see, there, you can't have true joy moving outside of the will of God for your life. You see, what we've done here on the earth is we've replaced true joy with a false joy. What is that? Glad you asked. Money, materialism, all kinds of things to make you feel good 
on the outside. But see, true joy is on the inside. Why? Because that's where the Lord is. That's where his spirit is. It's on the inside, and it shows itself outside. Hallelujah. Have you ever seen a homeless person on the side of the road smiling, just happy-go-lucky? Amen? And here you are in your car, just leaving your house, on your way to your job, and you got a frown on your face. Come on now. That bum don't need all that stuff to be happy and to be joyful. And here you are with the stuff, and you ain't happy. My God. My God. Sometimes what God has to do is he has to strip his children of the stuff so they can get back into the right position, so they can get back into the right position. Listen, catch it, catch it, so they can get back into the right position. Amen? Glory be to God. Sometimes he has to take from us so that he can give back to us in an opportune time when our mind has been recalibrated. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. So we have been conformed to a way of living that is not conducive to the true joy that is in Christ Jesus. Why? Because we've been conformed to the world. The television, hallelujah, shows you commercials of all this stuff that's supposed to make you happy. Amen? You got billboard signs that are telling you about this stuff that's going to make you happy. Amen? But glory be to God, when you get it, there is no happiness in it. So what you have to do is you have to continue to get, 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 and get to try to get some joy in your life when all you really need for joy is Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith, and it's through the faith that we can stand still in the midst of the storm and have joy in the midst, and have joy in the midst. Look at it. Joseph got thrown into a pit, and then he was taken out of the pit and thrown off by his brothers. It don't say anything about him giving up. It don't say anything about him wanting to kill his brothers. Then it says that even in the midst of that, he was raised up and he became a leader, even in a, in a dark place, in a, in a prison. Hallelujah. But then Potiphar's wife wanted to have sex with him. Amen. Now, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. How many of y'all, male and female, you're going through something and you figure the, the feeling of ecstasy through sex? Hallelujah. Maybe I'll just go ahead and dibble and dabble because I'll make me feel better. I'm going through so much. You know, just a little bit, you know, it won't hurt. You look at it. Oh, it'll do a lot of stuff. Just imagine what could have happened if he would have fell into adultery with Potiphar's wife. His purpose and his destiny could have been totally wiped out. But see, the thing with Joseph is this. He never lost sight 
of what God spoke to him. He was able to go through all of what he went through because he knew the destiny that God has placed upon his life. No matter what he had to go through, he never lost purpose. He never lost the vision that was given to him years before. There's many of us that totally lost the vision. We told, we don't even remember what God spoke to us, what, what he called to us to be, what he called us to do. Because as soon as he called us to do it or to be it or to walk in it, the enemy came to kill it and to steal it. Now the war is on. The Bible says that the battle is in the mind. 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 How many of y'all are watching and looking and protecting your mind? The Bible says to guard your heart. Have we just opened up every gate into our heart for any and everything to come in? Do we just meditate on every single thought that comes to our mind? Do you understand the things that you meditate upon are basically going to, to deter the way that you go? The way, the, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I was talking to a man of God the other day. I said, there's no way that you can uh, think about being an adulterer and not uh, be an adulterer. Whatever you think is going to come to pass because you're meditating upon it. That's why the Bible says to meditate upon the word day and night. What do you meditate upon? What do you meditate upon? The joy of the Lord is our strength, people of God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Joseph went on. Hallelujah. Got thrown back into jail. We didn't hear about him giving up. He still had the focus upon what God had called him to be and to do. Hallelujah. He knew that a day would come, hallelujah, that his brothers would bow down, that he would be the head. He didn't know when. He didn't know how. Hallelujah. Sound familiar? Glory be to God. God has spoken to many of you listening. Hallelujah. But you can't see it today. You don't even know how it would come to pass. But if God spoke it, believe me, it's going to come to pass in his time, not your time. No, you may not be the smartest one, hallelujah, in the crowd. No, you may not be the prettiest one in the crowd. So what? You may stutter like Moses. Glory be to God. But God will use you if he says that he will use you. He is not a God to where he shall lie. He is not a God to where he shall lie. The Bible says in James chapter 1 and 5 that if you lack wisdom, if you lack wisdom, that he is faithful and just to give it. He is not a respecter of person. See, wisdom is something the world is just pushing today. It's turning the minds of people to foolishness and to trust self, not God. To trust self and not God. To trust in yourself and not the King of kings and the Lord of lords. People of God, it's time to turn. It's time to 
take an inventory of yourself. Hallelujah. Look within yourself and ask yourself, God, hallelujah, do you, hallelujah, sit upon the throne of my heart or do I? It's very easy to tell because if you have joy in your heart, you have strength to overcome the trials that are in your life, even right now. But if you find yourself full of anxiety, full of stress, full of worry, full of fear, and all of these emotions that are not of God, then we know who sits on the throne of your heart. The Bible says, hallelujah, to seek ye first the kingdom of God, who is Jesus. And all of his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. There is no reason to fret. There is no reason to fear. There is no reason to worry. Why? Because God says that he will fight our battles. He will fight our battles. James chapter, James chapter 1 verse 3 says, And the testing of your faith produces patience. Trials and tribulations come to test our faith, to give us a barometer of where we are in our faith. And patience, when we have faith, we can stand still when things come because we know that God has our back. And when we are able to allow patience to have its perfect work, the Bible says that we will be whole, lacking nothing. What does it mean? I'm glad you asked. It means that we are walking in a Christ-like mind. We don't have to worry. We don't have to fret. We don't have to fear. Why? Because we know that God has our back. We know that God is going to fight our battle. The Bible says, stand still or be patient and see the salvation of the Lord. What is it saying? It's saying that when you are bound up, it's saying when the enemy has you locked up, that salvation, the freedom will come from the Lord, if we just get out of his way and let him be God in our life. People, it's time to get out of the way and let God be God. Get your joy back. Get your joy back. How do you do that? By accepting God into your life. By letting God be the king of kings in your life. By taking all of your problems and situations to God and giving them to him and just letting him move on your behalf. Keep your joy, people of God, because it is your strength. And as you fight one battle and you win it and you fight another battle and you win it and you look at the track record, you'll see that there's nothing that God will not overtake and overcome and give you victory if you trust in him. Glory be to God. I want to pray right now for those that are upon this line and those that will be listening down the line. Hallelujah. I want to pray right now that your joy may come back, that the spirit of God, hallelujah, may ignite in your soul. Hallelujah. That your spirit man, hallelujah, may wake up and stand up. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I give praise, honor, and thanks to you, Father God. I pray for each and every person that is in the sound of my voice, even those that will be listening to this recording, Father God, days, weeks, months, and years down the line. Father, I pray right now, hallelujah, that the joy of the Lord, 
may enter into each and every vessel in the sound of my voice, that it will strengthen them, Father God, that they may walk by faith and not by sight, that they may renew, Father God, their relationship, hallelujah, their walk with you, Father God, that they may trust in you and not themselves, Father God, that they will not be a product of the world, Father God, but a product of the kingdom of God, Father God, that they may move by might and power that comes from you, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Father. Oh, God, in the visions and the dreams that you have given them, giving them the purpose, Father God, hallelujah, and the destiny for their lives, bring it back to the forefront of their mind, Lord God, that they may know, Lord God, that you have created them for purpose. You have created them for destiny. You have created them to do a work for the earth, Father God, to help build your kingdom, oh God. Hallelujah. Lord God, do it now in the name of Jesus. Do it now in the name of Jesus. And those that may hear this broadcast, Father God, and have not accepted you as their Lord and Savior, I pray right now, Father God, that your spirit may bring a conviction, Father God, upon their heart, Father God, so powerful that they fall to their knees and turn their lives over to you, Father God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, oh, Father God, we are willing to shift as you are shifting, Father God. We're willing to move, Father God, as you are moving, Father God. Oh, Lord, we are leaving the mountains of the wilderness and moving, Father God, into the promised land that you have predestined for our lives, even now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father God, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> and amen. Glory be to God. Oh, we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the thanks, Father, for you are worthy. Oh, he's a good God, people. He's a good God. He loves us all. He loves us all. And he wants us to take the joy that can only come through his spirit, hallelujah, and to stand still and to see his salvation in the midst of our situations and circumstances, in this paradigm shift that is taking place. Everything is being shooken that can be shaken, hallelujah. And it's by the faith of God, hallelujah, hallelujah, and the belief in God that we're able to stand still, hallelujah, and not allow fear, not allow uh, 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 depression and oppression to overtake us, to overtake us. To have an abundant life, we must have faith in the Most High God and the words he has declared over our lives. We must walk in the principles that he has given through his instructions to receive the promises of the Lord. It's a must, people of God. It's a must. People, thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Encounter today. We thank you. We thank you. Come join us next week and receive another encounter with Christ Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter on Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned for another encounter next Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, send your prayer requests and questions to our email at mbkministries at gmail.com. People of God, we thank you. Be blessed 
And remember, walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.